0: Hello, and welcome to 5 Minute Biology. I'm your host Charlie Humphreys, long-time science teacher and longer-time biology nerd. I'm here for all your GCSE revision in short, bite-sized chunks, as well as throwing in some fun and interesting other topics that the exams don't cover. So let's get started with today's topic. So last time we spoke about cell basics. We looked at what a cell looks like and what are the bits inside it today we're going to get a bit more specific a bit more specialized by looking at some of the cells that you need to know specific features of now when I say cells you need to know I'm talking um, about the AQA scheme of work if you're doing one of the other schemes of work you probably need to know very similar ones although there might be a difference here and there so do check your specification um, just in case there's slightly different ones you need to know Um, We're only going to look at six because that's the ones that uh, are mentioned in the specification. However, there are other ones that come up throughout biology, for example, your red and white blood cells. Now, before we go into the details, there is one thing that I'm going to tell you, which is very important in biology and I bang on about a lot. And that is structure and function. It's really important in biology, what it looks like and how does that help it do its job. So this is what we're really looking at when we're looking at our specialised cells. Right, so let's start with our animal cells. So the first one is a sperm cell. So obviously this is the male reproductive cell and um, the male reproductive cell needs to swim to the egg for fertilisation to be able to happen. So to swim, it obviously needs a tail. So that's our first specialisation. So sperm have tails to be able to swim towards the egg to be able to fertilise them as well as being able to swim with a tail they also need some energy to be able to swim in fact quite a lot of energy because it's quite a long distance for a tiny microscopic cell to move so they're going to need lots and lots of mitochondria to produce that energy through respiration now we all know things that swim are often very streamlined in their shape which allows them to move through the uh liquid they're swimming in much easier so sperm are also quite streamlined. Now when it comes to actual fertilisation, the um, nucleus of the sperm is in the head because that's going to be the first bit that gets to the egg and the sperm wants to be the first one to fertilise so you've got to have the nucleus as close to the entry point as possible. They also have some enzymes in the head of the sperm as well and this helps get through the outer protective layer of the egg cell. So, number two is your nerve cell or your neuron. Now, be careful with this because a nerve and a nerve cell are different things. So, I will switch between nerve cell and neuron. So, obviously, these transport electrical impulses around the body, send messages backwards and forwards through your brain, spinal cord. Now, when you look at a nerve cell, the long bit running down the middle is called the axon. Um, And this is basically the main bit that transports your messages backwards and forwards through the body. Now, it is insulated so it has cells wrapped around it to insulate it and this actually allows that message to travel faster down the axon also on the uh, cell we have the dendrites these are little bits sticking out either end and these are the connection points to other neurons so when you are thinking about your nervous system it's made up of lots and lots of individual neurons connecting to one another in your brain, you don't actually have the axon bit because they're also tightly packed. They just have lots and lots of dendrites all the way around. Um, at the end of the synapse, which is going to be where the message ends up, finishes, and before it jumps to the next one, we have the synapse, which is the gap between the two um, neurons. And this is obviously to allow them to connect to the next one. And then obviously, because it is a cell, we've got things like a nucleus, a cell body, cytoplasm, membranes, etc. as well. So the third animal one you need to know about is the muscle cells. Now There's actually three different types of muscle cell. You've got smooth muscle cells, cardiac muscle cells, obviously in your heart, and then your skeletal muscle cells, which is probably the ones you're more familiar with because they join to the skeleton. So movement is the name of the game when it comes to muscles, and obviously that requires energy. So surprisingly enough, you're going to find lots and lots of mitochondria in your muscle cells. And also because your muscles contract and relax, they need to have a mechanism to actually be able to do that. So that's where they have protein filaments. So they basically have proteins running through them, allow them to contract and relax. Now, some of these muscle cells even join together so they can make this process more um, smooth in its uh, operation. So this is called a multi-nucleated cell. So if more than one cell is joined together, it's going to have more than one nucleus in it. And like I said, it allows them to contract at the same time. So let's move on to our plant cells. Again, we've got three of these to look at. So the first one is the root hair cell. Surprisingly enough, in the roots, its function is to absorb water and nutrients from the soil that the roots are in. So it has this long hair-like projection on the cell, a big bit that sticks out basically. And what that does is it massively increases the surface area. And when you increase surface area, you get a higher rate of diffusion, osmosis and active transport. So you get more stuff into your cells. Now also because we want that to be really fast, we're going to have thin walls. So when your walls are thinner, you also have a shorter diffusion pathway, shorter pathway for osmosis and active transport, so it speeds it up. And then because we are doing active transport down in those roots, we do also need energy for that, so mitochondria are important as well. Now, the last thing to say about root hair cells is something that you don't find in there. Because they're down in the ground where there's no sunlight, you do not find chloroplasts in the root hair cells. They are not green. So if you've ever looked at roots, you see their white colour rather than green like the leaves or the stem. Because they literally do not need any chlorophyll or any chloroplasts. The second one we need to talk about is the xylem. The xylem is for transporting water around the plants from the roots upwards. Now, they're basically like straws going through the plant. They are made from dead cells that connect to one another, so it it is a bit like a straw, really. Um, Because they're dead, they need a bit of strengthening. They have something called lignin, which strengthens them and allows them to stay open and upright. And our last one is the phloem, which is, again... For transport but this time for sugars I'm going normally the opposite direction because we're coming from the leaves where the sugar is made downwards to the plant and these cells are alive now they do join together but because they're cells that are alive they need to have some kind of division between them so they have these things called sieve plates which are a bit like a sieve they allow the nutrients through but um, allow the cell to be a single cell right that's it for cells today Thanks for listening to 5 Minute Biology. Don't forget to rate, review and subscribe so you don't miss an episode. Apple podcast reviews really help other people find us as well. If you have Instagram, you can find me as 5minbio. That's the number 5, M-I-N-B-I-O. Music is Upbeat Forever by Kevin MacLeod, full link in the description. That's all from me. I'll see you next time for another 5 Minutes of Biology Goodness. (music)